And then the next morning, we rehydrate with our Taco Bell sauce packets. You never, ever slap together a human centipede. (laughs) (laughs) Ever. No, those are very meticulously assembled. And you put a great deal of care into it. Episode 313. It's a palindrome. I mean, a podcast. Uh, with a guy and a guy and a guy. So was was last week the six-year anniversary? No, it's coming 50, up. 52, 52 episodes a year. If you so go by three, that. 312. Then, that yeah, I guess that should have been, shouldn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I was kind of busy. <laughs> <laughs> With what, Craig? Although this episode number uh, is my apartment number. <clears throat> oh. You're not supposed to release those details on the internet. Well, I'm not telling you what street or what building. <laughs> yeah, but if, if somebody wanted to go through and listen to all the episodes and piece together the bits of information, <laughs> you just gave them a big one. No, they could have... They could have a Sylvia board with strings and exactly. They could have figured, Murder wall. They could have figured out where I lived a long time ago if they had looked through enough of the old episodes. Mm. Because then all you have to do is show up and wait. Because at some point, at some point, I'm going to come driving in or walking up. Right. <laughs> Should have got a new car you when you had the chance. You don't have to pinpoint. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not driving the Matrix anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of car did you get, Craig? I'm not telling you. Not on the air. <laughs> no, whatever. I, I nobody, mean, nobody, like, nobody cares about me enough to unlike, come and murder me. Unlike me, I, who I'm bought s- the same car yeah. again. I'm, <laughs> I'm just newer. I'm so on the grid. It's silly. Like all of my details are out there. Like I, I post my address and like my apartment number and my gate code like to, <laughs> to Facebook like once a month. That's for for your uh, for, your, for my wrestling, wrestling parties. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, just put those details all out there years ago. Oh, by the way, Michael's here. <laughs> Welcome aboard. What's up, Craig and Mike? Good to be back. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Always a blast doing this with you guys. You are always so enthusiastic when you say hello. It always makes me feel good. Good. That's my goal when I say hello is to make Craig feel good. Really? Yeah, you specifically. It's a weird goal to have. I just, I just, I want appreciate you, it. But I just want you to feel good, man. Kind of. I care I, about you. You know, but I do feel good. <laughs> I had a very good week. Well, what happened this week, Craig? I launched my fourth Kickstarter. Oh my! What? what which Kickstarter was this? Uh, this is Capers Noir. Okay, so first Kickstarter was was M and A. Yep. Right. Second Kickstarter was Capers. Yep. Third Kickstarter was Die Laughing. And so now we're circling back to the 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 Capers Doing D- a supplement the, the Cap for... the Capers DLC. Yes. <laughs> um. And yeah. how is it going so far? Um. As of. I'd have to take a look at the number again for today, but as of yesterday, which was Friday, the fourth day of the Kickstarter, the Capers Noir Kickstarter, by backer count and by dollar amount, was outperforming the Capers Kickstarter. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Wow. Now, it helps that the Capers Noir Kickstarter, two things, first of all, has premium pledge level so it has those high levels too that you can get mm-hmm. you know so that helps to well, punch the numbers up early and you can also get papers through the papers noir kickstarter okay that was my question was, so there's, was you know, how are there more people backing the capers supplement than were backing capers 
because there's uh, let do me you see. know do you know how many copies of capers like have been distributed like is that part of your, your I've got tracking a number or? I've got a number somewhere okay yeah. but that's something you know so yeah. you can okay I was curious about like that. I mean as we're as we're recording I've got 135 backers for capers noir mm-hmm. alone wow um another 33 that are for both books wow and then there's nine people who just want they decide this noir stuff sucks i just want the capers just want game. capers yeah. um and then hmm. there's does, also does capers noir kind of also back promote capers if people see that and they're like well capers sounds interesting but not this nonsense so they go back and they yeah this they, is a second round of capers. capers on kickstarter that's awesome yeah and then when i do capers covert it will be a third round of capers on kickstarter and a second round of capers noir on kickstarter it's interesting to and me that... all those things are done so that the, the really enticing thing about them for new backers who do come along later and didn't know about mm-hmm. the game or, or originally is that they're going to get their, like, for this Kickstarter, people who back for capers are going to get capers like a month after the mm-hmm. Kickstarter's done because I'm going to do backer surveys, get yeah. everybody's email address, and I'm going to shoot them all, mm-hmm. all their PDFs and discount links. That's awesome. So they'll, and, then, and then they'll just have to wait for the supplement. They'll get all the, mm-hmm. the stuff that's already done. So, so, so you would say that capers has been more successful overall than, than murders and acquisitions, right? Capers um, sort of sold, a snowball building sold over twice as many copies... You know, had over twice as many backers than murders and acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Um, and Capers has sold post Kickstarter mm-hmm. copies just through drive through RPG. Mm-hmm. It has sold more copies in the five months since it was released wow. than murders and acquisitions sold in 27 months since it was released. See, that's so interesting because, and I guess this is just my flawed perception from kind of being on the outside of, of most of the process is that I feel like you were working on MNA for so much longer <laughs> then you were then you were like slaving over capers. It just seems like capers came together more fluidly than M&A. I mean, I feel like you were on M&A forever. You know. <laughs> well, and then and again, that's just my perception. Legitimately, I, guess. So you, you, I was you being the guy. You probably have a. Different... They were they were both around the same amount of time. It's just mm-hmm. that the two overlapped with each other. Okay. So you saw like murders and acquisitions was the, the beginning mm-hmm. to getting the Kickstarter out, and I was just kind of quietly working on capers for like the last year. Would you say you and were, then I went into full blown like two years of more more capers work. Would you say that you were halfway through M and A when capers started rolling, or, or like seventy five percent of the way through, or somewhere in the between fifty and seventy five percent of the way through? Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, that was probably a year, like mm-hmm. a year before the 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 M and A Kickstarter is about the time that I started I tinkering with the basics of. Capers. It's just so interesting to see like how the snowball is clearly building over time with the, with, with Nerdburger Games. The, it's 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 kind of nice. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually making you know, some money. Out of it it only took four years, right, <laughs> to, to get to the point where I'm you know like four plus year, a little over four yeah. years since Just, I'm actually at the point where I'm making some money. Well, you're clearly it. building. You know, you're building a fan base and you're building a, a an audience and I'm building and a, a brand, a brand. <laughs> which I know when you started out to create M and A, you thought I want to build a brand. That's I'm of, not designing a game. I, I want to build a brand. I was in my business plan, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> First bullet point. Yeah. So, so this, the Kickstarter is kind of being successful and seemingly more successful over time. Is that continually building your kind of enthusiasm and your drive? It's not your... stopping now. Okay. Like, remember when we first talked and it was like, well, I'll kind of take a little yeah, while I rem- and I'll get I remember, around to another like, thing. Way it's like, back. No, I'm like this thing, like right now, here's, here's, here's the inside scoop for people. Mm-hmm. Capers Noir is in Kickstarter right now. It's going to be another, you know, three weeks before it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, forty percent of Capers Covert is written. All the rule stuff is written. Of of what? A Capers Covert of the next. Supplement. Oh, that's that. That's the next. All the okay. rule stuff 
is written, first draft done, so mm-hmm. that I can shoot into play tests quickly mm-hmm. when I'm ready to. Wow. That I just have to generate some some setting stuff, mm-hmm. and then I can get play test stuff out. And then while the play test is happening, I can be conti- I can continue developing mm-hmm. setting and and GM stuff and all that kind of. How thing. many? I mean, do you, how many other caper supplements do you have kind of concepts for? Is it just noir and and covert, or are there like others that you have in mind? And then there's off world. Off world, okay. Which There's like that the, kind of a sci-fi the third one that would be like, yeah, it'll be like the Buck Rogers mm-hmm. slash Flash Gordon, oh, cool. original guardian, you know, like mm-hmm. early, first rendition of Guardians of the Galaxy style, right? Criminals and and cops in space. Okay, mm-hmm. that's so see, to, with with to, monsters and aliens. It's so interesting <laughs> to see the 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 thematic elements of Capers applied to in so many different ways that are also still true to true to form and true to the original concept. Is really interesting to me. And you know, way... it's it's not it's not like futuristic setting. It's like it's like old timey futuristic setting. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the kind of the point. Yeah. Is I want that. I want I want off world to kind of connect the twenties, forties, and sixties. Yeah. There's there'll be time travel stuff in there yeah. so that you can have characters that actually move between the different periods. Mm. That is very cool. And then and then Project Project Thunderhawk is oh is that's still in the still 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 percolating or that's 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 got a name and that's out there now people know about this oh okay i missed that somehow what, what is project thunderhawk <laughs> okay. called it's actually called code warriors i, I missed that entirely somehow <laughs> we didn't mention it on the podcast this is the first oh, time i brought okay. it up on the podcast well how long ago was that then? well i get the Nerdburger games emails i, I mean i don't know how i missed that because i read them i don't know what to tell you man wow you I, don't you don't I subscribe got, to enough things i got too many things going on in my <laughs> life <laughs> no i haven't i haven't publicized it a huge amount because okay. I, I have to get the video i did a video thing Oh. Um, talking about it and i have to get that up on, on that, that twitch thing you were mentioning yeah, a while back okay that's got to go up there so basically I gotcha. code warriors to, to sidetrack mm-hmm. um is um in its simplest terms think mad max meets tron Ooh, okay you're playing a program inside of a computer and the computer is crashing what do you mm-hmm. do and the computer that's awesome okay <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's, really there's a lot more to it than that but were that's there the code names for m a and capers were there code names there before you release everything so now no. it's okay I like well it. I mean I like that we're coming up with code names now before <laughs> like that's awesome m a had its name very early capers was like for about six months it was like you know gangster superpower game that's just what <laughs> <the legendary. laughs> I, didn't, I hadn't nailed down the right the name of it for a while um and so die laughing was die laughing was like a few different games before it became die laughing because okay. that thing went through iterations of but things. I knew I knew about Project Thunderhawk for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, I specifically, the name I specifically released. gave me that. And we is it is it clear when you play Code Warriors where the like how how you came up with the code name Project Thunderhawk or is that just something you thought sounded cool? I went onto Facebook. I said, "Hey, I've got a new game I'm working on. I want to give it a code name. Give me a cool code name." And someone just and suggested our friend Project Derek Thunderhawk. suggested Project Thunderhawk. Okay, gotcha. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. Happy birthday, Derek. Yeah, that's true. Hey. <laughs> um, the, it was recent designer designer of heavy metal <laughs> designer of the any award winning uh heavy metal thunder mouse any award winning the any's the uh it's 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 an award for okay RPGs. oh thunder mouse thunderhawk yeah, yes mm, okay. now now i see it <laughs> it was obvious it was right in front of you <laughs> well congratulations again on the success of the capers noir kickstarter and i hope i hope that it continues to to uh, steamroll and build. I'm running out of I'm running out of stretch goals ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I think there I've already that's warned, one of those good problems to have. I've, right? It's true. I've already worn. Like the I'm backers. losing so much weight, none of my pants fit anymore. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Like, I'm gonna feel bad for you. I've already <laughs> yeah. I've already warned the backers that there's like I've only got so much to do with this, and I right. and I want to be able to turn the thing over faster, so I can't 
put stuff in there that's going to push the schedule. Your enthusiasm is outrunning my creativity. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? I've, I've already I've already informed them that there there will likely come a point during this campaign where let's like that's it for stretch goals. I'm not right. going to invent anymore just to get wow. us to the to the finish line because it's going to get you know like oh, it's man. it's big enough. It's already yeah. I've already added like. 20 plus pages to wow. what the, it would have originally have been it's uh-huh. it's like 20 20 24 Gosh. pages bigger sometimes you just gotta poop the thing out and be done with it 20 pages you know? bigger yeah <laughs> and i've and i've hired that, that's what my doctor always says <laughs> yeah and that's that's that's, well, that's how we've talked about his kickstarters before is like you know as he's like slaving over these ideas and these projects is like you know, eventually you got to poop it out at some point. There comes and, a point where it's just thing. like, yeah. yeah, this just needs to become a you real got, thing. You got to pinch it off and flush, you know? <laughs> Great metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that was all the way back when, when the M&A Kickstarter was still, was, was just about to start. Just, and, I, and I was asking you like energy wise or enthusiasm wise, like, are you drained or are you? And then the Kickstarter was successful and you were like, oh, I'm off and running now. Like, let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah. That, I like this, this success that's happening. That could have, that could have drained all of the enthusiasm out of me right. if that Kickstarter had, you know, failed or, or just squ- you know, squeaked by. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, you just gave me an idea to start a competing crowdfunding Ooh. platform. Mm-hmm. Called Kick Pooper or Poop Starter or Poop Crowd Crowd Pooper or Poop Poop Starter. Poop Starter. That's a good name for a laxative. Group pooping. (laughs) Crap funding. (laughs) Something like that. Crowd pooping. Oh no 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 crowd pooping. That's (laughs) that's. uh, Did I say crowd? They'll they'll, they'll arrest you for that. Go to jail? Um, n- no, no, <laughs> was, n- n- not was, if you're camping. If you're camping, it's okay. I was watching the Orville recently, and, and they they do the Star Trek thing where someone takes over the ship, and they all get locked in the cargo bay, and they have this whole long conversation about how they've had to designate a corner as the poop corner. Yeah, and like don't go over there if you can help it. It's a nightmare. It's like, well, they did that. They did that with the elevator in the office. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's establish a pee corner. It's like, why? Stop drinking the water. That that two part episode was one of the best things that I've seen on, on network television for science fiction in a long time. What the Orville? Time. Yeah, the two part episode that was that was yeah, like that's what that that is the point where the Orville like became like a legitimate science fiction. Grew show. the beard. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's this fun little homage to Star Trek, and then all of a sudden they had a two-parter that was like, yeah. holy crap! I almost this is I, like this is like you know on par with some of the better two-parters from. And I feel like next the, gen the, the 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 Family Guy style comedy was dialed up way more in the first season, they've, and it's obviously been dialed down in the second down. season. I could use a little bit more of it, like a little, like just not too much more, but a li- I miss I miss it a little bit. Yeah, you know, I could use a little more. <laughs> but it's still scratching my Star Trek itch, so like I'm gonna watch it every week, no matter what. It's a really good show. Plus, it has a character who's made out of gel, <laughs> who's, who's voiced by Norm Macdonald yeah. of all people. <laughs> well, he, Norm Macdonald does Family Guy stuff. He's deaf. right, right. Yeah. You know, and Scott Grimes, who does the who plays the helmsman. Yeah. That's um, he's he's uh, he's um, the the boy. He's the the younger. He's the the son on American Dad. He no. Was the boy. Yeah. Oh, on American Dad. Yeah, American Dad. Yeah. So he's yeah he's Family Guy. Yeah. He's got people. That the he, gingers that he reuses. He's got people that he reuses. Yeah. Yeah. I just you can tell <laughs> how, that, that how, it, how are you going to do that? What's his Yafet? What yeah, are you going to do that, Yafet? I'm gel. <laughs> it's just like this little green blob with a mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it at all? Have you watched the Orville? No. I, oh I can't, man, you're, I can't, you're missing out. It's so I, good. 
uh, Seth MacFarlane is to be listened to and not looked at, as far as <laughs> Man, I'm concerned. You kind of you, never such liked, a punchable face. You kind of <laughs> forget that he's Seth MacFarlane on the Orville. You kind of nah, you kind of forget it. Nah. Everybody's got their. That's fine. That's true. Yeah, I'm true. not. Uh, I'm not patronizing uh, his. Uh, this 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 thing he's doing. I I have never liked. Don't care I have, how good people think it is. I have not liked Seth MacFarlane in. Um, real person acting yeah. in anything else he's ever done right until this yeah or as a real person <laughs> okay whatever <laughs> in my case well if you don't like him you don't like him that's fine uh, there's plenty of other things to watch yeah. oh like I, think... I, like I love that star trek discovery comes on the same night so i come in late at night i can watch like the orville and then but star that, trek discovery and that's it, like, still it's on both good and different that's ways. not on the actual network cbs no. that's still on the streaming thing right i super pirate the episodes every week super Ooh. pirate i like hardcore illegally pirate those you, episodes you were talking Ooh. like that the last time you we've were had here, this discussion but we've had this discussion before i insisted I, you were joking oh no that's I, still the case oh, no, right I, I legit do that. that's a thing that i i absolutely Ooh. do every week you, michael your brand of sarcasm is just so refreshing yeah. Boo. Okay. I feel like it's not an episode till Craig's booing me for one reason or well, another. <laughs> says a guy who puts stuff on the internet to try to make a little money off true, of it and gets true. it pirated. True. You're not CBS or Paramount. Come on. Not the point. Yeah, not not the point at all. <laughs> you have to draw the line in the sand somewhere, and I draw it at no pirating, period. Okay. <laughs> otherwise, it's, otherwise, it gets too wishy-washy. Well, I'm all about wishy washy. Well, I mean, we're, we I mean, know. we're all we're all That's terrible fun. in different yeah. ways, right? Yeah, we are. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> That's coming up later. Let's let's rock the news, everybody. I'm going to close the Kickstarter page because it hasn't moved since I woke up this morning. Oh, it's Saturday. It so when you when you have a Kickstarter, weekends you just kind of watch you just kind of watch it all the time. No. It's it's Saturday and it's not still, on the weekends. Gotcha. It's slow. It's still morning in uh, most of uh, <coughs> this country I'm not and the country about, above and the country. I'm not below. worried about. I'm not worried about it. What's news, Mike? Uh, hey, last week we talked about that uh, weird autopilot thing, what? right? Where you don't remember the drive. Like you know how you're driving. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's all you the time. T- totally don't remember. How the trip, you there? Yeah. like your regular trip. I remember getting in the work car, or whatever, and I remember getting, getting out of where the car. you go, but you can't remember actually. Well, it's like I said when I was on my way here. I, I turned things. one road too soon, and took me uh-huh. several minutes to realize I wasn't well, on the right road. <laughs> <laughs> it also took you several minutes to correct that uh, decision because there's no grid here, right? <laughs> What's a grid? <laughs> City planners, county planners, road planners. Oh. Uh, aside hey you're in local county government politics sure right remember the last time you were here and we were talking about you mm-hmm. had a, an issue with traffic and i asked you if it was if it was due to the construction on the on the interstate yes and we talked about how they they just kind of like had seemed to have paused in the middle of mm-hmm. repaving yeah it's still exactly the same as it was wow. four months ago what is going on with 75 that they can't finish paving it what part of it is, is well? I mean, you, you got those two lanes that are done, but all the lanes are at least open. But they, oh, they they're do, all they open. do have that lip you have to like. Yeah, the get the over left two lanes the have lane. the final coating of two or three inches more pavement. I, I believe, that just stops. I believe, and that, then there's the temporary striping. I believe that weather patterns have made it very difficult to do much road work at all. But it's been like six months. Not, it's been like not, that, and not just the. I mean, no, I'm talking even private companies. Like there's private. Um, um, land You're grade, talking about land, the excessive rain. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about like land grading and like sewer and water line installation contractors are having a terrible year because it's just too wet. Okay. Overall, so I, I think that probably was, has something to do with it. I was I was uh, assuming maybe they'd run out of money or something. 
or it had to fire whoever was doing it and are having trouble finding a new no, contractor. I, mean, I think I think I think it's a weather problem thing. Okay. So anyway, autopilot, the thing when you're driving on those roads that aren't paved correctly. Sorry. Right. Um yeah, that I, apparently that's the name of it. I couldn't find another name. Yeah. That's but, fine. That that works well enough. Like the concept of it. But it is uh the concept of it is based on uh the set of brain structures called the default mode network. Sure. So I look. I, I did look this up. So yeah, there's a whole. Like, like I, I enjoy that you do this, Mike. By the way, I don't know if I've ever told you that. Like, sometimes we bring up something, and mm-hmm. he, like he researches it for the next episode or mm-hmm. two episodes later. Well, no, I was Let's just go. Let's go. Uh, well, I was just trying to find out what the, what the yourself. name was that we couldn't think of. Yeah, and you found we were convinced autopilot wasn't it. I, oh, apparently, whatever. that is it. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, that's it. It's uh, oh, okay. It's just this part of your brain that uh, that's its job is to remember how to. It keeps do it keeps doing things the, even even though you're not aware the things that you that you just do by rote that you just yeah. like you know yeah. how to do them like is that the part of your brain that just allows you to just walk yeah like I want to walk but I don't remember moving my, I don't remember giving you know any commands or really thinking about well, moving my legs but I walk from here to there well my thing is I often have my to, brain did that I often have to check if my toothbrush is wet because I don't remember brushing my teeth or, like that morning or not and I yeah. have to, I have I to do, check and like did I do oh it's 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 damp I did it okay I do that um, I run into that. Not terribly regularly, but occasionally with um, locking my door, hmm. uh, my apartment door. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll I'll walk out and like I have this ritual and I get to the door. I check, make sure I got my wallet, my keys, my phone. I go out and I lock the door and I walk and I get like halfway down the hallway and I'm like, I don't remember locking the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> because I do it every morning. Yeah. And I do it the same way with this ritual. Yeah. Yeah. But there's it's so the, the whole thing about <laughs> about driving where you think, well, that's got to be unsafe right for me to not for, yeah. for me to be going in, into autopilot it's mode a, and not actually thing. paying attention to it yeah. however they have found out in the studies on this thing that when you go from autopilot mode to consciously being aware of the thing the the mundane task or whatever it is the regular task that you're that you're currently doing that you perform worse at it like they and they give the example of playing a musical instrument Oh, like sure. people that are really, really, really good at playing a musical instrument just kind of go off into this trance almost while they're doing it. And that if they actually were to focus and concentrate on it, they would do they would play worse. It's possible. Which I think mm-hmm. is sure. interesting. So if you yeah. were well, if you pay well, attention to your driving, you're gonna get in an accident. Well, you know that's how, basically like, what that's saying, right? There's things that you do all the time and you're perfectly capable of doing, but the second someone like tries to watch you doing it, you're suddenly thinking about it and then you mess it up. Yeah, the external yeah. observer. Yeah, because that makes you think like about what you're doing, and then you like yeah, and you, you know. get really self conscious, and you're like, "Am I doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing? Did I forget something?" Exactly. And... It takes you out of the the zone. I think the zone. This is similar to you like, want to be like, in the zone. This is similar doing to like, everything to like factory workers, and like there's a lot of times that like assembly line workers can report very high levels of job satisfaction because it's about getting into the zone. You just made me realize yeah. why I hate my career. Because you can't ever get into the zone doing got, what we do. You, you never there do are it. too many goddamn distractions. You're constantly <laughs> shifting from one thing to another. Somebody calls you on the phone. So I send you an email. Oh, now we got to do this. Now we got to do that. Oh, the owner's making changes. So be, go and get, I want to work on a, in a factory on a line. Work in a factory or be a, yeah. a, a trash collector. or Well, no, I don't want to do anything. I'm just super sad. physical. I'm lazy. I'm speaking I'm, to the audience on oh, this okay. podcast. Oh, that, if, oh, that if you're looking oh, for something that you can just like get into looking, the zone and you'll be very like, yeah, that that, that makes a great yeah. deal of sense. Well, you're sitting <laughs> across from me. <laughs> see, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. Yeah, the you, you got a job that you just, you know, there's plenty of people out there that have 
quote unquote mundane jobs. Right. Like I'd you, kill for mundane at this that, point. Well, see, that enjoy it. They they make good money. They make a good living. Everything's fine in their life. Now, of course, and... I want a mundane job, but I want to make a lot more. <laughs> That's yeah, a little clearly. tough. So see, I, I'm kind <laughs> of the opposite. Where I, I found that I thrive on the variety of like a phone call comes in, and then I got to respond to an email, and then I got to get out the door to get over here, and then something else happens. And like I for six for the last six years, I had kind of a mundane job where I was just at my desk, home alone every day, working on. I I had a you know a thousand to eleven hundred reports. I had to move a week. And I could get into a zone and like get a bunch of work done in like an hour. And then I could, you know, goof off for half an hour and then get back into the zone. And it was kind of cyclical like that. Sure. And I, and I guess there was enjoyment when I could do a large amount of work in a short amount of time. But it, it just, it got weird. It was a lot of time to myself. It got weird after a while. <laughs> well, I, I had to get out of there. Yeah. Like, well, Craig and I do demands both of those things. There, there are those stretches where you do need to actually sit down and, and, do the thing mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Click the mouse, yeah. move the thing. You yeah. know, like and, and and that happened. I I mean, I do have, but it's constantly you're constantly being interrupted with all the chaos. Right. You can be, you can be, but then you know, every so often, like you'll you'll see it in your job. Like you know, as an architect, one of the things it's, it's like a project architect. I'm basically drawing the building, right? And I'm doing a bunch of other stuff, like coordinating with consultants yeah. and code review and all this kind of crap. But there's times when I'm just like detailing the building i'm just drawing details that show the, the contractor how to put the building together mm. and i can go for two days and if i get like a two-day stretch where like i don't have people coming at me with cad questions and and my boss is is traveling so he's not in the office asking me or the pm is like out or whatever um then you're I'll, being I'll left have, alone i'll have to two do days your thing. i'll have two days go by where i'll just get so much done you get and my so day will much more fly done. by yeah and i'll feel so good at the end of my day i'll be like i really accomplished a lot today this was a very satisfactory yep. This is this was job satisfaction day, Craig. Wish that I could have more like this, but you know, then yeah. then like the third day, you have to you know now I have to spend the entire morning wrangling consultants right. on stuff, and then I have to get a submittal out, and that's a bunch of stress to get it out on you know on time and complete. And, right. But I do have those days. I kind of struggle, I, and at this point, I'm in a job where it is a lot of like different things flying at me and different priorities and keeping different plates spinning, and I I now I struggle to make myself sit down for like you know like like I've got. I've got this one thing that I really need to get done in the next week and I need to sit down for probably three hours and like bang it out. And I cannot make myself sit down and focus on it for three straight hours. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's like pulling teeth right now to make myself sit down and do that. <laughs> you know? And I had another one a few weeks ago that was, a, I needed like a solid 12 hours, you know, to like grind away at it. And I had to do that over the course of like four days. Hmm. I've got, uh, I've got news that you may have already heard Michael. What's Mike that? doesn't really care because he's not watching. He's given up. On the Marvel movies. Although, maybe you yes. do care about this because it has to do with Ooh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah! James Gunn has been rehired to direct because yeah. everybody realized that he said some stupid things a decade ago. He apologized then. He apologized now. And Disney finally said, you know, well, you yeah, look, you're not that person anymore. You kind of look back now and realize... We're not going to punish you. That they, they always <laughs> said they were going to use his script and they never, like far as anybody can tell interviewed anybody else for the job yeah and, and, so, and, and they were, were just waiting <laughs> right. and they were for like, to blow wait, over. Wait, and, wait and david this one and, and bautista was kind of like he he alluded very strongly to the idea that he would break his contract yeah. <laughs> like there was times when he was talking about it was like this yeah. is very disappointing and this is going to this is going to cause real problems he didn't he didn't say it the guy who plays drax right he's like yeah, yeah. There, there's he's a lot like, of so he's, he, it, it made me think like if John, if uh, James Gunn doesn't come back on, so, we're gonna have a different Drax. So he's come back. That guy's gonna be like, flip, you know, flip Disney the bird and so, take the penalty to break his contract. Batista has come back to wrestling in the last few weeks, and he is he is setting up for a match at WrestleMania this year. And <laughs> he's gonna 
and, and wear, the, it, wear the makeup. Well, well <laughs> ma- that'd be fantastic. But this oh, is. Can you imagine him doing like the interview? Yeah. As Drax with all of his literal commentary. Yeah. <laughs> but this is what when when those wrestlers are doing that stuff, it's all really yeah. overblown and full of metaphor and all this well, hyperbole and stuff. Yeah, and Drax on, goes up on there. the character. Just, yeah, but Drax goes up there right. and he's just like. He'll, he'll sound like onion headlines. He'd be like, "I will destroy you." <laughs> well, this this is the you're going to say that. Look at the end of the match when everything is red, anyway. right? Because <laughs> anyway. all the makeup's rubbed off on everyone. And yeah. the anyway, man. anyway, sorry, this, this didn't, is, mean to, didn't mean to derail. Okay. This is the meme that's floating around right now. Is he last week he came out on the show and, and cut a promo um, against the guy that he's setting up the match for, and basically he the storyline is that he wants the match with this guy. It, it, it's a character that he's been, he was well connected with back in the day. They were in a faction together for years and years and wrestled for the title. And basically they've never, they've never had like their final blow off match. And so the storyline is he's come back to wrestling because he wants that match. And so he's come out and he, and, and Batista cut a promo where it was a really awkward and poorly written and poorly delivered promo where he's basically just shouting into a mic at the guy, give me what I want. And so they've taken that and cut it in with like all these other things. And it's like, give me what I want. And then James Gunn reinstated his Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> it's just really just a lot of like Batista, give me what I want videos floating around this week. At, at the same week that they reinstate James sure. Gunn. Fun. Yeah. Anything else? What else is news, Mike? Um, I was, I always want to say Sean Gunn. That's his, James, yeah. his brother who also makes movies. Yeah. Or is in, you know, he acts in them and stuff too. I guess Sean Gunn is in. He's like one of those secondary He's one of, one of the Reapers, I think. Pirate Reaper, yeah, yeah, one of those one guys. Of one of the pirate guys. Is so, he the one that gets the he's the one that gets the little the little spindly flying you know, the, the quill through the head thing that that uh, uh Does he? Does he, he at, at is, the is end that, of the second one? Is that one? the one? Is he is that him? I I, I don't I don't, I don't remember which Ooh. which one inherits. I actually saw that and I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember that. Well, when when Wait, was it one of those post credits? When things, what's his or? face? Blue face. Yeah, he, he spoilers dies. everybody. When yeah. he when Mike, he Michael dies, Rooker dies. Michael yeah. Rooker's character. Um, and then he has that little sp- that little flying yeah poker uh, <laughs> that little flying right. thing that uh, he stings around and cuts the, you know the chops, arrow thing shoots controls pe- it with the, yeah shoots yeah. people through their necks and uh-huh. stuff. And, and then one of the other reapers reavers reapers 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 it's reap right reavers is is firefly yeah. Um, one gets it at the end, and he's having a hard time controlling it. It's mm-hmm. like a comedic bit right toward the end. Okay, I think that's the character. I think am I remembering yeah. it correctly? Anyway, news anymore? <laughs> hey, so now that uh, you've everyone has stockpiled uh, Taco Bell sauce in their glove compartments <laughs> <laughs> for you know the eventual uh, right for when you're stranding, trapped inside your car. stranding in an avalanche right. or a blizzard. Um, <laughs> That's a great setup for whatever this is going to be. Open up your glove compartment, it just pours out. Very relatable. Yeah. What's in your glove compartment? Oh, that's not a glove compartment. A lot of t- <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's my survival that's pack. That's my hot sauce compartment. Yeah. <laughs> Who so... puts gloves in their glove compartment? Sorry, that's just a really great setup. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Well, uh, coming to a Taco Bell near you, hopefully, maybe, they're testing it now in select locations mm-hmm. that I don't know about. Um the triplupa. Oh, like you can get in Mexico. The classic triplupa. <laughs> yeah. Remember your it's... abuelas triplupas from oh. when you were a kid? Do you want to know what the triplupa is? Mi triplupa. De mi abuela is bueno. Is it... No tengo hombre. No tengo hombre. Is it three chalupas combined layered on top of each other? No. Is it a chalupa 
wrapped around a taco on top of a like a, a burrito. Like a, a thing and a thing and a thing? No, it's not. Okay, uh, it's okay. not, is it's it not a, stacked on top. It's is not, it a regular chalupa? It's not inside itself. Is it a regular chalupa with chicken and beef and some other kind of meat in it? Triple meats? Yeah. No. Oh. It is three chalupas in a row and connected together like like a human centipede chalupa. <laughs> That's how, how it's it? described. That is how it is described. <laughs> like with cheese, it's stuck together. No, or? it's like it's 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 a triple chalupa shell that's connected, like a human centipede. And then they just fill it all up, and then you can break it apart so you, and so you, eat it <laughs> one piece at a time. It's like a two-hander. Well, though. That sounds gonna... silly. Like you just, you just, just break off a chalupa. It's three from chalupas the... that are all stuck together. On, it's a party on, on chalupa. You break it's them just apart. A party it's a party chalupa. It's a party chalupa. Like a party sub. Well, God knows when I go to a party, I'm looking for a chalupa. Well, you might be now with the with the with the all new Taco Bell party chalupa. So remember, remember when we were talking about the the sauce? And it can be and... a three layer party chalupa, where <laughs> right? each chalupa can be like a, a different top, you know, different topping, so that as you work your way through the party chalupa, it changes. Uh-huh. I don't know. Oh, That's the way I'd do it. Oh, here we go. Uh, I'd like a gordita in the middle. They all feed <laughs> no, because that's a different shell. It's just a difference between whether it's the... whether it's fried or not. Right, it's the same shell. Mm-hmm. Chalupa is, is fried. Uh, seasoned beef cream for the record gordita means little fat girl lettuce tomatoes <laughs> however one end is topped with nacho cheese and the opposite end is topped with chipotle sauce the middle has both oh yeah so let's say you've got you're there on a date can you lady in the tramp this sure (laughs) where you just hold it up between you and your date and one starts from one end whoever likes the chipotle most gets the chipotle end whoever likes the nacho cheese the most gets that end and if you don't find you know if you're a nacho cheese person and you can't find a chipotle person to love then well maybe you should be looking harder um or just eating spaghetti (laughs) can you can we lady in the tramp that 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 should be the ad sure (laughs) when they come out with it yeah hey taco bell million dollar idea (laughs) do a lady you owe us 10 percent. do a lady in the tramp well here's here's the way it works it 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 um it it the, the ad begins with um, a couple out walking their respective dogs, and one of them has like a tramp like looking dog, mm-hmm. you know, just a mutt. The the guy does, and the girl has like this really nice, you know, whatever kind of dog uh, lady was, mm-hmm. um, you know, all groomed and everything. And then they go to Taco Bell, and they have their they, or, <laughs> party they order ch- one their, the date chalupa, yeah. Um, and they're eating it like that, one from each end, and out the window across the booth or the table, right? Yeah. And out and over past them, outside the window, are the two dogs tied up outside, looking at them. And then they kind of, and then they CG the dogs to kind of look at each other, like you know, like they. And then Disney sues them. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna come a day where the, where that's how every story ends, and then Disney like, and then Disney them. sues you. <laughs> But not if you have thousands of pedophilia tweets. That's how this podcast is going to end. I'm fascinated with how, like, there's not a lot of variety in Mexican food. Like, they're, like just, that's the truth. There's not a lot well, of variety. American Mexican food. Sure. but It's, it's like the Taco same Bell, 10 ingredients mixed Taco together Bell in different ha- ways. Has not has not let that stop them for decades. They've just been inventing new Mexican crap that nobody yeah. asked for. Those, those classic Mexican nacho fries. Yeah. And just combining <laughs> combining Mexican things. Which and actually up, look really good. Coming yeah. up with new Mexican sounding words like quesarito. <laughs> you know? like, or the, the taco. I don't know if it's a taco or a gordita or a chalupa, but it's the one that the shell is breaded chicken. 
That the, is the na- a naked that, chicken chalupa. Naked chicken chalupa. Yeah, that's like I, that's those, like their McRib. Oh man, those things are fantastic. Oh my also. god, <laughs> they're so good. Yes, they're they, a little they too. Need to be a regular, little, they need to be a regular. They're a little menu too item. spicy. They're a little too spicy. Well, no, no, they have a spicy one and a not spicy one. When I they brought I them keep, back the second time, they added the spicy, the spicy one. one to, but you could get either one. I I had both. Well, and no, I did not that, care that for the spicy one. That avocado sauce they put in it is for some reason is super spicy. I don't know why. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. Well, anyway, when we were talking about That's Taco like the Bell double before, down from KFC. That's their version of it. The double down? The, the KFC double down? You don't remember this? I'm done with the, it, it with was, the, with it, the fast food news. It I'm, was I'm, a, I'm moving on. It was a chicken, go ahead. It was a chicken sandwich <laughs> where the bread was just two greasy chicken breast patties. <laughs> with like ham and cheese in the middle of it and sauce. Why don't I remember be, this? It was it was a thing. They've man. tried it, it all, man. Those, yeah. if you can think of it, there's probably some fast food chain that has tried Definitely. it. What, what's what I want to know is how how many of these am I allowed to buy before it gets weird, and they think that I'm I'm ordering I'm not I'm ordering them all for myself, and I have to ask for uh, two different types of sauce or two different drinks to throw them off. I think I, I think um, or is one. I think one sounds like you're a pig. Two yeah. sounds like you're getting food for other people. I once got yeah. through a breakup okay. by ordering a lot of Taco Bell. Like I walked in a taco. Like Although plenty I, of people can eat, you know, three tacos or two cho- tacos in a chalupa, or you know, yeah. just like three of the folded up things as a meal. Well, I think I think like, what's uh, the assumption here is if you order one of these, that's your meal. Yeah, I think I think okay. I'm going to revise that. You order one, that's you, and you're hungry. Yeah. You order two, you're a pig. Mm. <laughs> you, you order, order three, three, you're getting it from from one person. To the family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that does that sound about okay, right. So I have to order three. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Well, no, or but so, if you're gonna be a pig, you might as well be a pig twice and get four, <laughs> and then just save the two for dinner and keep the oh, two for no, lunch. Oh no, 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 <laughs> that would work with a gordita, but with the, the fried shell, no, oh, that's man. just gonna get all soggy and yeah, gross. I See, I was, anyway, I just was sitting around with a roommate one day, and I was I was sad about a breakup, and I looked at the roommate, and I was like, let's go get Taco Bell. And we got in my car, and we drove to Taco Bell, and I walked in, and I walked up to the counter, and I was like, buckle up, because this is gonna come fast. And I was like, I need thirty soft tacos. <laughs> I need eight case eight quesadillas, four chicken, four steak, and uh, give me uh, fifteen of the of the uh, the the Doritos hard shell tacos. And the the guy looked at me with this blank stare, and I was like, I know what I said. <laughs> I like, so they put and then did you did you punctuate two, it with and a diet coke? <laughs> One together, diet coke. They put together two big combo boxes and brought them out to us, and I grabbed handfuls of salsa and we took it back and like ate all this Taco Bell, and that's how I got over the breakup. Well, I had Wait, this was you and how many other people? One roommate. Wow, I had sort of that experience. We didn't eat it all, oh. but it made me feel good to okay. order it all. I had that. Okay. Ex- I sort of had that experience um, in Milwaukee. Shortly after I was out of school, mm-hmm. I would I would went to a party. You know, this actually a few times. This happened this happened a few times. I'd go to a party. And uh, there was a Taco Bell that was like two or three blocks from the the friend's house. Their apartment it was like a full, really big apartment. There's like three people living there, mm-hmm. and they'd have like you know twenty people come over. And I would go to the Taco Bell and I would buy like twenty soft tacos and twenty bean burritos. Oh man! <laughs> and a Diet Coke <laughs> <laughs> because I would have a couple of them. Well, yeah. When we got there, and then we put the rest in the fridge, and people would microwave them and eat them. You mm-hmm. know, I, I was buying for everybody at the party. Yeah, and I did right. that a couple of times. Yeah, I ate I ate twelve. Taco Bell tacos, twelve or thirteen. People would be munching in, on in tacos. one sitting. Wow. Once. That was and my then, best. That was in the days when I would actually crash on the floor or sofa at some right. place. Right. Yeah. I could, and I bust there. I could mm-hmm. bust home, but I was like, by the time the night got done, I was like, screw this, right. beat myself like a whale well, over here. Well, and that's the thing. We we we'd pass out and we would do that, and then we would go get breakfast. Um, at there was like this little greasy spoon diner. 
like two blocks away. That was great. There I did you a go. great Ma Fishers. No, no, this is this is west of downtown. That okay. was Marquette mm. University area, west of Marquette. Mm. Anywho, what else is in news? Yeah, I've actually been through the drive-through of the Taco Bell near Marquette. Really? Um, Once west of Marquette. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, the one we went to. Yeah. In, in our in our segment later, I've got a Taco Bell anecdote. Okay, Taco so <laughs> um, not so much news, but people have uh, been pointing it out recently. Um, we've both seen the good, we've all seen the Good Place. Believe so. And Parks and Rec. Yes. Of course. Okay. And both created by Michael Shore. Okay. Good Place is on now. Parks and Rec wrapped up a few years ago. Both were on NBC. True. Well, The Good Place takes place in the same universe as Parks and Rec. Get out. Really? Now, they've been hinting at things here and there that are just kind of like, oh, that's a cute Easter egg. For example. Oh, boy. Um, I have missed all these. When Jason, the wrestling when Jason in his flashback, Locks himself into a safe. Sure. And that's how he dies. That's how he, he dies, dies originally. He dies in the safe. Uh-huh. It is a Swanson Safe Company safe. It is clearly written on the side of the safe. Oh, wow. Now, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec did not did have not a safe make company. A safe, so that was just uh, kind of like, company. oh, it's, you know, Swanson. Okay, maybe, that, maybe I did notice it. And that's just a kind cute of little, thought, oh, that's, that's that's a cute cute little, little thing, thing, right? A yeah. little nod to the previous work. Right. Um, if it was a safe man. And actually, out of apparently, there's a there's a, a walnut a ti- and cherry. There's a time when yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lovingly sanded. Got a logo with a little mustache on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a triple crib. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> triple, triple 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 crib. Should I make it out of quite uh, the challenge? Out of oak? Would you like oak or, or walnut or pine? Is pine or oak? Pine, like pine, or, is pine or, oak? or oak? Never mind. I'll, I'll make, make both. both. <laughs> you can choose. <laughs> People that buy things are stupid. Yeah. Oh, we're getting there. We're getting. Okay. We're getting more Ron Swanson stuff. And then there's also a wall safe at one point that's like the punch key mm-hmm. wall safe. That's, that's also that's Swanson. Clearly Swanson safe company in uh, like gothic letters in gold. Um. Da, 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 da. Although Ron did have a lot of gold stashed and buried in various places around Pawnee. And when he finally dug it all up and went to an accountant, he practically, uh, his jaw hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and how much money Ron had. Millions of dollars. In a season three flashback in good place to the pick a pet day in Michael's neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. Lil Sebastian is there. Wow. Lil Sebastian went to the bad place. Bye. <laughs> But was it just a horse that looked like little Sebastian? No, with, or the, was with it... the center part of the like the little the little tuft of blonde hair yeah. right in the middle. It was clearly, it was clearly little Sebastian. Little Sebastian. Wow. <laughs> um, oh man! And uh, uh, on a menu at one point, you see Punch Burger. <laughs> that, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> the uh, the Punch Burger is uh, for those of you who haven't seen Parks and Rec is one of the be- more beloved. Food chains. Yeah. Um, Isn't that owned chains? by the Sweetums company? Uh, I believe so, yeah. And yeah. They, they sell the giant Sweetums drink, including the one yeah, that is... Yeah, it was like 100 and, uh, 128, 128 ounces. ounces. Right. <laughs> Called the child size. <laughs> it's the size of a small child. If you pureed them and put them in the cup, yeah. <laughs> um. oh, thank God for TV shows where you can just turn on any episode and it doesn't matter and you're going to have a good time. Um, who remembers Bjorn Lurpus? I don't. He's apparently not the I, name anyway. Played by Mike Mitchell, he appeared in five um, Parks and Rec episodes to voice his dedication to. He, okay, he was the guy that showed up all the time and loved Paunchburger. Oh, okay. okay. At, okay. at the town hall meetings. 
Yeah, and then one God, time, those are some and one time, scenes. like at the par- on the street at the where they're going to put the park, and he's complaining that there's not going to be a Punch Burger, and he's going to have to drive across the town to get to the nearest Punch Burger. Um, he shows up on uh, as uh, having two million. Bjorn Lurpus has two million six hundred fifty-five thousand one hundred eighteen points in the neighborhood rankings among all the people. When you see the the point yeah. count, oh, when, when, they, when they you see a when list. Tahani is is learning that she's the bottom of uh-huh. the barrel, yeah, mm-hmm. he's got. He's number three. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then here's the killer. Um, in a flashback where, um, or no, when they go back uh, in the season two finale, uh, Eleanor reaches a low return to earth phase when she goes back to earth. Um, a year after her near-death experience, she's unsure if being a good person actually has its benefits. She falls back into her um, reading one of her favorite magazines that she referred to previously on the show called celebrity baby plastic surgery disasters is that from (laughs) it's a magazine no no um but on the back is a um an ad for uh uh, uh, um a uh, a champagne brand owned and the name is clearly on there um that the champagne brand is owned by jean ralphio saperstein wow <laughs> and on another uh copy of uh celebrity baby plastic surgery disasters um the back cover full ad on the magazine uh-huh. is for glide perfume by dennis dennis feinstein, feinstein. wow <laughs> g-l-y-d-e with a picture of an otter <laughs> see, see i've only noticed on that show i've noticed i've the, noticed a number the, the, of um... the fragrance um, uh, uh, entrepreneur. What's fragrance magnate, as Tom calls him? Mm-hmm. What was his real name? He had like some a- actual good, like really fantastic real name, but he, he changed, changed it to, to Dennis, Dennis Feinstein, Feinstein yeah. because it would have been too weird for the people of Pawnee. Yeah. Oh man, there's a number of wrestling so the, Easter so the, eggs the point on that is show. the point is that those last two... Dante Fierro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those two. The, the like that actually puts wow. like products made by those oh, characters sure. yeah. into the world. So those people, at the very least, mm-hmm. Jean Ralphio and Dennis Feinstein, exist in the same. Wow. And and because of what we know about the Good Place, it also means that they're both going to hell. Because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> everybody, everybody goes to hell. <laughs> everybody else. Oh, wow. I love it. Is uh is uh what's his name? The uh, Westfall kid gonna show up in the Good Place too? Because <laughs> of course. They're, oh, they're both in that universe. I think. Uh, do we have a tie between Parks and Rec and The Office? Because if we do, then they're all in there. Mm. Because mm. The Office was tied to Tommy Westfall. I'm just going on the fact I, that I'd have to go mo- look most that. shows were recall. tied to Tommy Westfall. So. And, and The Office, and some, the office was also was. tied to the UK office. Um, because um, yep, uh, that one that one like elevator scene. or Get Ricky Gervais, Gervais shows, shows up. Shows up to interview in, after in Michael Scranton. leaves. Yeah. There are a number of wrestling references on the Good Place. Like the the main character obviously is crazy about Stone Cold Steve Austin and mentions him a number of times. But like for instance, when they land at the Jacksonville Airport in the corner of the screen, you see that it's named the Macho Man Randy Savage Memorial Jacksonville Airport. Yeah, and there's a logo. There's a logo of two planes flying. Jacksonville is. Uh, yeah, there's they a yeah. logo of like two so planes flying, and then Macho Man dropping an elbow next to it. Sure. <laughs> there's someone that helped write that show loves wrestling, and I can tell. Well, and the things that, that that I see, you see all of that stuff too, because like there's something you like. I'm myself being a gamer. Yeah, Parks and Rec, the Cones of Dunhaven. Yeah, <laughs> which right. comes back multiple times. Dun- Dunshire, Dunshire, the Dunshire. Cones of Dunshire. 
yeah. um, which I learned. Um, it's basically like Settlers of Catan plus a oh, bunch of stuff. It's, it's, it's like it's every <laughs> right. It's it's, it's indecipherable. <laughs> and they love it at that accounting firm. But here's the thing. Game designers mm-hmm. who saw those episodes picked out this, everything that you, you, you learn about the game, about what they're doing to play the game. So they took those pieces, which in, in, you know, even once you take them all together, it doesn't tell you how to play the game. Right. But they filled in the gaps. Uh-huh. And they had a, um, like a celebrity mm-hmm. game of Cones of Dunshire. Created Dunsh- a Cones Dunshire of Dunshire game. That looked just like it. Wow. At Gen Cons a few years ago. That's awesome. And so people actually played cones, the Cones of Dunshire. <laughs> so, and somebody had to wear the Ledgerman hat with right? the, the little sailor hat that says Ledgerman. And, yeah. They, they just kept score. They didn't get to play. My, my, that's, that's the big joke for the thing. Right? Like, the game's so complex that one person just keeps score. Right. <laughs> Mike Sure has said, these are little things we like to lay in. Oh, jeez. Ah, thank you for the pop-up ad, Entertainment Weekly, you douchebags. These are little things we like to lay in just for people to enjoy and to find on a little Easter egg hunt. It's 99% for that reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he's leaving it open. <laughs> yep. like Dennis Feinstein's going to show up at some point. Yeah, he says uh, sometimes you need a magazine ad on the back of a magazine, and it's easier to make a fake although, product than it is to clear a real one. Although, although if Dennis Feinstein shows up, he's going to bear a striking resemblance to... Uh, Derek. Derek. Yeah. <laughs> because it's Jason Manzukas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who I want to be best friends with. <laughs> really? In real life? He, he, kill, he kills me. Everything I see him in, I love him. He's great He's... in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Adrian Pimento? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe all of his characters are great, but he's really dull in real life. No, I, I, I don't think he is. I've seen him do so podcast either. stuff and everything, but he has like no social. Pre- he has no social media presence. He doesn't do Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. Right. So I can't like see what his day to day funny is. Right. Maybe he is just waiting for writing. But I, I think he, he improvs a lot of stuff anyway. But um, the uh, 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 I think all those shows they all have to improv a lot. Well, like well, the, the Mike, Office had a ton Michael of Sure, yeah, that's Parks that's his. Some of it, did. some of it is. They'll do yeah. they do extra and, takes, and then they do takes. In. Brooklyn Nine Nine, jokes, clearly and a that's, lot of, that's yeah. Parks and Rec. They they made that a regular feature of nearly every episode. Is yeah. where you would have somebody talking to the camera, and it would be quick cuts of the same shot of them saying yeah. like a list of things, and like, all like of those. Tom would have from... a list of all his alternate words for things. Yep. You know, I called yeah. appetizers. Apps I called desserts, desserts. <laughs> and he goes through yeah. and he does like seven different things and they're right. all ridiculous. Yeah. That's but those, that's, but those are that's all Aziz from Ansari the, just riffing. That's let, letting the camera roll and letting them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I call chicken, I call chicken parmesan. Chicky, chicky, parm, parm. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's Bistro. Oh man. I hope Aziz Ansari comes back. Um, any else, any other, any other news? Are we ready to rock and roll? Yes, let's move on to, okay. to the next thing. Michael, what do you got for us? Guys, I'm in a season of life right now oh. where, where I am uh, kind of working on me and learning about me and what makes me tick and recognizing you know, the, the, uh, the ways in which I am not the best person, you know, maybe ways in which I could be a better person. Finally started to do that, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, What's and, that like? You know, it's... <laughs> You know, one, once once you develop, and, and truthfully, once you develop a certain amount of humility about yourself, it, it's very easy. But there, it can be it can be painful getting to that point and recognizing the lack of humility you've always had in your life. But I've been thinking lately about how incredibly petty I can be. Um, 
And I, I, because, because I'm also a very terrible person, I looked up the definition of the word pettiness. Webster's defines pettiness as... Well, Google defines pettiness as uh, undue concern with trivial matters, especially of a small-minded or spiteful nature. And so I've been thinking about this in several different ways with some, it's a couple of experiences I've just had just in the last couple of weeks. Um, number one, I think I can be very, I can get very worked up about trivial matters. And I was thinking about how I have this whole code of ethics when it comes to opening doors um, in that traditionally, um, and you know, there's people that disagree these days, whatever I'm from the South. Traditionally, you open a door for you know your date or the girl or whoever, and you let them go through, and then you follow them through. I don't, I don't think that's that's correct though, because how do I know what's on the other side of that door? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't you know. Be sending someone to their doom. Exactly. Yeah, let, letting, I don't know that it's safe on the other side. Letting the of other that person door. go first, not necessarily you're the a positive. Pig. And if you're yep. the, if you're the woman I love, or if you're a valued <laughs> friend, I don't just send you it. No, in my mind. I open the door. I go through, right? I I spring yeah, the. You're tra- like you're I, like, you're I, like the the secret service yeah, agent that I, goes and scopes it out first. I go through first. I spring the booby trap. I yep. fight off the ambush, whatever. <laughs> and then, knowing it's safe, I hold the door and welcome you through, right? <laughs> now, what happens if, now, if? Now, hang on, hang on. Oh, there's okay. there's many layers to this. All right, <laughs> here's the thing: when you first meet a girl, you gotta you gotta cover up a certain amount of your crazy until it's safe to unleash that crazy. I don't want to be seen as rude right off the bat. And I understand me going through the door. If she's accustomed to having the door held and go through first, then I bump into her getting through there first. Cause I'm trying to make sure it's safe. They come off as rude. So in the early part of a, of a dating relationship, I have to do it the traditional way. I open the door. I send you through unbeknownst if it's safe or it's not. It's probably <laughs> fine. Whatever. And then once <laughs> if it's meant to be, she'll be fine. Right. right. And then once it, <laughs> once I feel a certain amount of like, because of, of all those of, of safety here to all like, those un- pirate like, ambushes at, right. at Long John Silver's <laughs> if, she ste- if she steps into the building and it first and explodes wasn't meant to be that's right you, you know gotta what? move on once I feel I can reveal a little bit of the crazy then sure. I, ha- I have to sit her down and I have to explain listen up until this point in the relationship <laughs> I have been opening the door for you and letting you go first I, I, that's going to have to stop from here on out. And here's how it's going to work now. Now I'm going to open the door. I'm going to go through, make sure it's safe. Then I hold the door for you and you come through. And then I just see if she, you know, stays or not. That's what <laughs> she, I don't explain. I don't think that's petty. Is that supposed to be an example of petty? It's a petty. It, hang on. We're getting to the petty part of all okay. this. All right. So what if what right if, now, right now you're just weird, right? Yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm being, but I'm in making, a normal way, I'm making, normal, I'm making way. much of a trivial matter. Okay. 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 However, what about when you're out in the wild dealing with perfect strangers, right? And you're walking up, you know, you have that situation where someone tries to hold the door for you, but you're too far away. So you got to like do the little half. You got to walk faster to, like, because they you know, decided like, to hold the door hey, when you were halfway thanks, through the parking lot. Thanks room. for holding the door. You know, it bothers me, for instance, when another man holds the door for me. Like, I hate if there's a like if there's a dude, if you're just going to prop the door open because you're halfway through and then let me get the door when I at, get there. At, yeah, that's fine. Like a seamless transition. But when a dude Both comes people out, moving, when a dude yeah. is coming out of a door and I'm trying to go in and he stands there with his hand on the door so that I can go in. I hate every bit of that. No, the so, only no. And so, and so the way the way that I have to make it right is I have to touch the door as I go through. It can be a tap. It can be a hand on the push bar yeah. thing. Okay. But as I go through, I have to put a hand on the door as if to communicate. I could have done this myself, man. <laughs> I didn't need you for this part. I yeah. have 
to lay a hand. Even if, I have opened many doors. Yeah. Even if my hands are full, I have to go shoulder up against the door as I go through. I have opened just a, to push it a little bit to signify I could have done this. I have opened ten thousand doors in my life. I am an expert at Absolutely. opening doors. It's just it just bothers me. Yeah. And and God help me, you know. And if it's a woman, I still have to like. I still have to touch the door. Like I have to communicate. I could have done this. And also I need to make sure it's safe in there before anybody else comes through. I run into the same thing when the person holds the door when you're too far away. Yeah. And it's, and it's doubled up. That irritates me a little. It's like, just just go in. I can open the door myself. Yeah. It irritates me. And then if I'm like carrying groceries, Mm -hmm. I got my hands full and they're holding the door waiting for me. Now I am simultaneously like, that's nice of them because my hands are full. But it's also but at the same time, really inconvenient for me. Now because I, now I, now have I to go feel faster. that I have to go faster, and that's just right. awkward carrying yeah. all this stuff. So I'm torn. Right. <laughs> it's and and so that is also. I also feel like my pettiness can be can be a little inconsistent at times. Um, I I, was, I think that's probably a hallmark of pettiness. Probably I well this is what happened to me in the last week. I was I was buying something at Kroger, um, and I was at the self checkout, and I hear I hear someone going. And it takes a few times for me to notice it's about me. And I look over and I see, and I'm going to change the names of this whole story to protect Is this the, the same Kroger where you accidentally had to start to pick up a woman? You told that story? You were, you were, you were like in line at the grocery store and some guy was talking to you and then some girl came up and, and, and there was, I, I forget the specifics, but there was some situation where you had to then start to like ask her out on a date or something. Had to do with somebody on a talking to somebody on a phone like tell me what tell me is she single was, i don't remember different kroger Mo- different, different, kroger. Okay. different kroger different kroger but it was a kroger yeah, i forgot all about that it was so. a kroger yeah, different okay. kroger what a coincidence but anyway and i look over <laughs> and i this see this might be a really interesting kroger if that was the same kroger <laughs> gotta keep and going I, back to this kroger all, see, all sorts I, of weird crap happens <laughs> i see an old well just avoid the murder kroger and then <laughs> um <laughs> for, for for the wider listeners net there's a kroger in atlanta referred to as the murder kroger because a lot of murders happen in their parking lot we actually did did the an episode uh, they tried to re- they the tried to re- they tried to rebrand it at one point it's still the murder yeah, kroger. yeah because like they, they, they remodeled the it headlines and, the headlines were you know kroger attempts to rename murder kroger right they don't no, they don't tell you what the new kroger is they just they <laughs> used murder kroger you know the, the murder headlines. kroger they're doing something to the murder kroger i think right they now. tore anyway. it down and built a whole new one and it's then they were the like it gets a new kroger. name no they built it, doesn't. it in the same place still anyway. murder kroger so they they tear anyway. the they tear the kroger down and they put in like a you know home depot and everybody's going to call it the murder, murder home, home depot, depot. Right. <laughs> and so i i i hear and i look over and uh i see an old friend of mine that we're going to call gina um, and Gina has an apron on. She clearly works at the Kroger. She's running the self-checkout area. And G- here's the thing. I haven't seen Gina in a while. We were, we were never really close friends, but we were sort of in the same group of friends, kind of on opposite ends of the orbit, you know, and we saw each other a good bit over the years. And I'm, you know, I still see her from time to time at this dive bar in Kennesaw. Um, and she's always been really cool to me. I like her a lot. She's, she's good people. Um, but seeing her working at Kroger, she's in her late twenties now. And there's something inside of me welled up and went, Ha ha, you work at Kroger. Oh. Not the best look. And I and here's the thing. That <laughs> and, and, impulse, and you're just thinking this and then immediately right, judging yourself for right. it. Right. So that impulse comes up and then it meets my, you know, my my worldview and my belief system. And part of my belief system is that as long as you're working, as long as you have a job, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with working, no matter what you're doing. You're doing something, you're contributing. Good for you. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're working and trying and doing something. So that impulse to go, <laughs> ha ha, you work at Kroger, ran into that worldview and stuffed it down, right? 
and just and 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 there was a there was like a moment when I saw Gina where I that happened and there was like a beat where I didn't say anything and then I was and then we had the conversation about like oh how long have you worked here and what happened to the other thing you worked at like you should work at this place where you throw axes at the wall and you know, and this and that, we had the conversation. <laughs> we talked about those places, bombs, too. Yeah. You know, and, side, and we side-hugged and, like, wished her well, and I, and I went out and, you know, and I was thinking about that, that impulse versus, you know, then running into how, what, you know, what I really believe about the world and kind of how that interaction happened. And I was talking to um, a, a, a closer friend of mine that I probably talk to every day. Um, and, and I was mentioning to her, like, oh, yeah, I saw Gina at, you know, she worked at Kroger now. Um, and I told her, like, you know, I had this thought where I was like, being really judgy about how you know you work at Kroger at this point in your life, and then I thought, this, and this I had to think about this may have been the point at which at which Michael went wrong by vocalizing the fact that he thought about this with to another the, to person. The person. Well, I, and I'll clarify. It's one thing to tell us, yeah, yeah. Right. You're telling but, the person. Well, not yeah, no, no, no. This was another person oh, another who person. knows oh, yeah, the yeah, first no. person. Okay. I left. I, gotcha, I left gotcha. the Kroger, and then I was talking to another friend, um, okay, and gotcha. I was mentioning to her. You know, I ran into Gina today, and she works at Kroger, and I had this this judgy thought of like haha you work at Kroger and then I had to think about it and stuff that down because I don't really think that you know and and I said to her you know I feel like the happy medium there is that good for you for having a job and I'm also super thankful for my career you yeah. know like it's that's a, the knee-jerk reaction to recognize that something happy medium is there. Yeah. funny on a certain level but and then what happened oh, is no. that this <laughs> this this friend I was talking to here comes the hammer mentioned to me uh, to me that she knew that that Gina worked at Kroger and she mentioned to me, oh, yeah, and Dave also works at, at that Kroger now. Dave is an old friend of mine that burned me, that wronged me years ago. Oh. And I cut him out of my life. I don't feel none of the guilt towards Dave when I think, <laughs> ha, 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 you work at Kroger, you burnout loser. <laughs> so that remember when I tried to help you write a resume and teach you how to make a budget? What a waste of my time, you burnout stoner loser working at Kroger in your late twenties. Wow. And I don't feel any guilt whatsoever so the, for that, having that reaction. So that part of you that that has the humility yes. that is a, a grown up and, a, and an adult yeah. and stuffs down and, those those feelings got to take a and break. Both of these things are happening Dave, simultaneously. Right? That's his where name? on the one hand. I'm super like, hey, good for you, Gina. Way to go. You know, you're an adult. Blah, blah, blah. What a loser Dave turned out to be. Bah. And I over think the, the same reason, thing. Over the exact <laughs> same. Could not be more identical. And then I, and I think what it is, it, there's obviously there's unresolved negative emotions and well, some well, kind of relational wound with this guy where that pettiness comes up and it doesn't run into like, hey, well, don't be that guy. Well, there's it's like, no, screw okay. this guy. The similarity is they're both people about the same age, late 20s, right. working at Kroger. The difference yeah. is uh, uh, Gina's a good person and Dave is a dipshit. Right. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> who, that, who, that's... I, who I tried to, like, help and who clearly, you know, never you cared. You helped him write ne- up, make up a, a personal budget. Yeah. And, like, I was okay. trying to teach him, like, this is, these are your bills and this is your money and this is... You know, and the guy that very clearly took me for granted and never cared about our friendship as much as I did. And there came a point where I realized this guy is great to hang out with, super charismatic, awesome dude to hang out with, terrible guy to try to be friends with, just super inconsistent, super take you for granted. And I cut him out. And so there's clearly still negative feelings there toward him. <laughs> so the exact same situation. So not a bad person, I just have a bad friend. All of the, yeah, yeah. I have all of those judgy feelings towards him does not run into my better judgment or better senses at all all at the same time simultaneously. So basically what you've got is there's a person standing at a doorway that is called my sense of uh, my worldview. Mm-hmm. And 
<clears throat> along comes walking two people. Yeah. One is Gino, Gina, and one is Dave. Dave. Um, and he can only hold the door for one and be good and like, you know, like right. responsible. And, sure. and Dave is the one who gets to run into the right. d- the door. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> because you you look like you're going to hold the door for him and then you don't. And yeah, yeah you're like, and if, basically and... worldview can only do so much. Yeah. Like worldview is like, you know, I'd like to, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to kind of apply myself to you, but I'm busy right. feeling bad about how I thought about it. And by the way, if, her, if, if, if Gina, if, if, if Gina ever happens to hear this, I just hope you don't hate me and I apologize. And I really do wish you well. And I think you're a great person and good for you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but I also, I was thinking about it more. So I had another experience the last couple weeks. I can be even more like even more inconsistent with an identical situation than that. A couple weeks ago, I mean, I've got a moment. <laughs> I had a thing happen this morning. A couple weeks ago, I bought a, a sandwich at Subway in college park. That turned out to be tainted. Ew. And I got very, very sick a half hour after I ate this sandwich. And I was, I was out working. I was sitting in somebody's conference room looking at their paperwork, and I felt it. And I went, I have to get out of here. And I got out of there, and that, and that sandwich made a reappearance. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very sick for the next day. Wow. Very, and here's the thing. When I puke, I don't just, like, it's not cute. Like, I... I <laughs> I puke with authority. Like I pull every <laughs> muscle in my body. Puke. I busted a blood vessel in one of my eyes. It was red That's, for like a wow. week and a half. That's hard. Oh yeah. Full whatever, body vomit. Whatever abdominals I have underneath all this, I pulled every one of them. <laughs> puke. And so for days, Michael after has that, a strong puke core for days after that <laughs> strong core for like three or four days after I couldn't cough or without yeah, it hurting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you realize how like maybe how, you, maybe, how maybe. much. How many things your day to day your abdominals are involved in? But maybe, it's most things. Maybe Michael <laughs> bruised a rib. Maybe. <laughs> and so, in the midst of Jeez. all this, you know, and basically all I have the energy to do is like is to wake up and puke, and then go to and then try to drink some water, and then go back to bed for like three hours. Mm. And so my whole sleep schedule is screwed up. And so that Friday night, I'm awake at two thirty in the morning. Okay. And my phone rings, and I'm laying in bed, and I'm right, and I'm in horrible pain. Just huh. Feel no energy whatsoever. And my phone rings. 2.30 a.m. And I look over at it, and I notice my ex-girlfriend's phone number. Hmm. And I am in the midst of a, of a very <laughs> lonely weekend. My, my TV is broken. My TV is also broken, so it's just me and my what thoughts. What the hell? It's just me and my thoughts this whole time, from like Thursday to Sunday. It's just me in pain, alone with my thoughts. What? And it, Gee, in what, the exact middle of this. What is the ex-girlfriend doing calling you? At two thirty in the morning. Well, here's what happens. She calls me, and so I answer the phone. I, I well, think you're I'm, awake. I, I'm, so, I'm yeah, awake, and I'm in a weird mental state. And I answer the phone. And a little I'm, low and, on electrolytes, not taking clearly. Absolutely. And she, you know, and she's, and I say hello, and she goes, "Hey." I'm like, <laughs> she was going to leave like, a message. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hi. And she's like, I didn't expect you to answer. Uh huh. And I said, well. I'm down with food poisoning, and so I'm awake right now. <laughs> and I happen to mention that because I had food poisoning once while we were together. It was a whole big thing. Um, and so I mentioned, like, yeah, that's happened. So again. she knows what that means. Yeah, she with does. Your, and she with goes, your oh, and she's, oh, I'm sorry. And what she tells me, she's like, well, here's the situation I'm in. Um, I have a flat tire. And um, I remember five years ago when I bought this car, you telling me that I needed to learn how to release the spare tire because it's, it's a little weird. And now I have a flat tire in the Taco Bell parking lot and I can't figure out how to release my spare Full tire. Circle. Taco Bell. Nice. Now it's a, exactly. And so it is, and I, I'm assuming 
I assume this was like a a, a drunk dial or a slightly she's, drunk dial because she's because, really hoping you thing, remember this mundane detail she, about her car. Well, here's the thing: she didn't sound drunk on the phone, but she's also dealing with a flat tire at two thirty in the morning in a Taco Bell parking lot, so it's not the most sober situation. You know, I mean, she's tired. Maybe yeah, that's kind of the place Little, you, the place you end up at two thirty in the morning. I guess when you're drunk. Um, <laughs> you know, and so. Or she just one be, of the places. She just be, might be tired and just yeah. not focused. Mm-hmm. And, and and yeah, and what mm-hmm. it, what it was is that it's it's one of these things where the tire hangs on a chain underneath the back of the car, and you have to like turn a nut inside the car to like lower it down to get. Sure, out. this it's is this is like a, an SUV or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she's telling me she's like, you know, I remember you telling me five years ago that I needed to learn how to do this, and and I comment like, well, I think I was right most of the time, but it's nice to hear I won this one. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's the situation: as soon as she had told me. Um, I have a flat tire. I was already like halfway up and putting my pants on. Like I'm going to go rest, you know, like five years later, this girl, I had this horribly painful breakup with. She calls me in the middle of the night saying she's stuck. My first impulse in in the midst of all my pain and sickness is like, well, I got to go help her. Right. I truly wish this person. Well, this girl was the first girl I ever dated. That was my girlfriend and my best friend all at the same time. We, 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 sometimes you meet somebody and you have such, effortless natural chemistry with them but me and this person are so profoundly wrong for each other all at the same time and i truly and and i know all that and i truly i I know her very well and i truly i I want her to be happy and i wish her well i want nothing but good things for her Uh, i i my impulse was to go and rescue her and at the same exact time i was also thinking in my mind where's your crossfit coach you thought was so friggin' right about everything all the time is he not gonna come change the tire for you Huh? Where's that dog you love more than me? Is Lassie not coming to help you with the flat tire? You have nobody else in your life at this point to call but me five years later looking for help? Is that it? All of that is happening uh-huh. at the exact same time. Where I truly still have very real feelings for this person and want nothing but good things for her. And also, I'm right and screw you for all the ways you wronged me. All at the exact oh, yeah, same time. Yeah. Oh, now I'm useful to you. Uh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. absolutely. And it does. And having those thoughts does not mean it does not negate out the positive feelings or you know, truly you know, wishing well for her. It just it I've, I've realized it exists simultaneously side by side in the exact same <laughs> relationship with the exact same person. Probably, again, because there's unresolved emotional, you know, pain and, and, and issues there. I had a moment like that with an ex yeah um where things had not ended well Mm -hmm. and they called me to ask me about something Mm -hmm. like they they needed advice on something or Mm. i'm not gonna get into details but and uh, basically my response was um you you quit the advice giver um (laughs) deal you 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 know we had we had a deal where we helped each other with things and, and you quit that right um so you don't get my advice anymore right bye bye I'm sure you yeah. have friends that can help you with. I don't know why you're calling me. I know, like, like, like all, of and this... I didn't feel any sort of guilt about right. that at all. It's like, man, it's just... I, you know, I, and like she had, a, but I've been I, in those other positions where, like, yeah, I know she had torn a torn between two. She was engaged, mm-hmm. and I know that it fell through like last year sometime. And multiple mutual friends felt the need to make sure that I knew that her engagement fell through. Even though I don't, I try not to know anything about her life, but 
Many people felt the need to let me know that. And so at the <laughs> exact same time, I'm thinking, man. Because well, they all think they're the only one who's telling you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, and you know, and she didn't or say. Or they were all happy about it. And she didn't say anything about it. <laughs> but I, I was thinking like at the same time, I want to, you know, my impulse is to come out and help you. And, and you know, I still really care about you. And also, ha ha, you don't have anybody else in your life to call in this instance, do you? Mm. All at the same time. No, sure. I, mean, you know? I think that's perfectly normal. And so, and so there's this latent, there's this pettiness in me that, that hopefully rises up and hits my, my worldview and my better, you know, and my, my better judgment and better thought processes and get shoved down. But sometimes it just comes flying out without, you know, without running into any of that at all. <laughs> Can I tell you my little this morning story? Please do. It's not quite as involved or okay. uh, as, as big as, as that, mm-hmm. but I actually had this uh, happen where I was, Hanging around in the morning, Saturday morning, I got, you know, not, not a lot to do. Kickstarter's not going anywhere. All mm-hmm. this stuff happened, right? You know, right. for first few days, it's kind of slow. And I'm just kind of watching TV. And I decided to watch a movie called Generation Wealth, okay. which is effectively, a, it's a documentary about the, um, the, 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 the quest for money and fame and beauty in our society today. Um, and talking to all these people that are just, you know, they, they will never be satisfied unless they are rich. They can never have enough money. They can never have enough plastic surgery. They can never be famous enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, then wait, this is a, this is a movie, not the Card- the Kardashians. Oh, well, they talk about the Kardashians on the, on the <laughs> I imagine the they would. <laughs> um, but, and I'm watching it and I find myself thinking, these are terrible people. These mm-hmm. are absolutely terrible people. And those are the types of reality shows that I do like to watch because Mike, you, you and I, way back in the day, I used to watch My Sweet 16 because mm-hmm. it was about 16-year-olds who didn't have their birthday turn out perfectly right. and had an effing meltdown. Because at, they got the wrong color tw- BMW for their 16th birthday. <laughs> because they didn't get two cars. Or two, that's what it was, yeah. yeah. That, that happened once. I didn't get oh, a car man. for going to school and then a car for going out and partying on the weekend. Daddy right. doesn't love me. So anyway, and I was like, <laughs> you people, wait till you have real problems. Not that they'll ever have real problems because right. daddy will bail them out or mommy for that matter. And, um, but anyway, I'm watching these and I find myself literally thinking how terrible these people are. And I actually, and then it hit me like, and I realized these two, these two things are very different, but the similarity couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't be denied. Mm-hmm. And so I actually tweeted it. I wrote, Watching Generation Wealth, I'm disgusted by these people's lust for money and fame. Terrible. Just the worst. Dot, dot, dot. But please back my Kickstarter with your, <laughs> with your dollars as I seek recognition of my peers and the gaming community. <laughs> well, see, here's the, and here's the thing. <laughs> and I was like, it's a different scale sure, of, of right. that. I, I don't need to have millions and millions, but I wouldn't right. mind hitting 10,000. You know? <laughs> Well, you know, and, and but, here's, yeah. <laughs> here, here, here's where I think I've landed. I think that we all have these these petty, judgy tendencies, and I think that for me, what the way the best thing for me is that I need to have someone in my life that I can just that can just I can just say those things to, and then they're out of my system. I think you need one friend, and I have I have one friend who's like my judgy, petty, salt friend that I can say all the salty, judgy, petty things. That I, and her name is Laura. And I and she she does the same thing with me. Whatever mutual friends we have that we're frustrated about, our whole friendship is built on being frustrated with Dave. <laughs> you're, you're each other's vent. We were friends in law through Dave, and we built a friendship over both being fed up with his nonsense. Right. So our whole friendship this is, is built, Kroger Dave. Yeah. Okay. This whole friendship is, is predicated 
on us both being having budget, having the same frustrations. And so, and so she's my person that I can, you know, when I, when I have these petty thoughts, I can say them to her. And she doesn't judge me for them. She validates them most of the time. She and then I can she take doesn't judge all of her vocally. petty thoughts. <laughs> she exactly. doesn't say it out loud. Maybe, maybe. But, she judges you. <laughs> but she, but she gives me maybe all of her petty thoughts. Maybe she vents about Michael to somebody else. <laughs> like I think, I you think, think you think you're the person she vents to. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I think that everybody, you need a friend in your life that will that you get that text from where it's just your name in all capitals, and then the, mm. the three bubbles for like a really long time. And you know, like whatever this is, it's about to be really interesting. Yeah. Whatever this story is going to be. I know be. they're typing and they're just not stopping. Right. They it's haven't like, hit send. Right. It's like, I don't know what her brother did this time, but I'm sure it's good. You know? <laughs> I think I think Mike and I are kind of that for yeah, each I other. Suspect at, you guys, at I suspect times. you guys yeah. are. I suspect and, and we do. And we do occasionally, like I'll vent about something. And he'll call me out on it. Right. And, or he'll vent and I'll call him out on it and right. we'll, we'll, we'll express differing opinions, but I just, I'm, we've both vented. We usually, I think, I think we you do, got it. We do email at work. <laughs> we, right. we that, used, that's our, right. well, we did it. You we, got we, it. Did that stuff. we did that stuff more in person when we hung around in person more often. Like we were, we, 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 oh, yeah, we yeah. were going to Packer games more often yeah. and things and when, like that. And yeah. Well, TV I, night. I think that. you need that person in your life. You can be a bad person in front of, and that <laughs> yeah. will know, will know when you need to be called out on it, but we'll also understand some of that. You just need, it just needs to be said. And then it's not, a th- and then it's done, you know, that you can just get it out there. And maybe it's, you know, you both kind of understand it's not good, but you just had to say it to somebody. Can I describe the diagram that the you diagram drew? That I was I just going to suggest okay. that. Um, I drew a diagram <laughs> 12 years ago. Mike and wow. I came up with the, realizing that he and I were both in our own ways yeah. among the worst people in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I, I drew a diagram. Imagine a center point, And that is the worst person in the world. Mm-hmm. Mike's graph is a spiral that constantly gets like halfway there. Like every 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 step, it gets closer and closer. It gets half the distance to there. It's never gonna it's never gonna hit. Involved, yeah, right, there's yeah. never it's never gonna hit the center. Right. But it's always gonna every every increment of time, it's gonna close half I'm, the distance. I'm constantly uh-huh. spiraling closer and closer to being the worst person in the world. Right. That's Mike. Just constantly getting closer and closer and closer, but probably won't ever get there. Right. I my graph is that of effectively Haley's comet. Okay. Where I dip in and get closer than him, and then I shoot back out. <laughs> and then I go I go back way out for a while, and then eventually I you get I, much closer to the fire, and then and then I and then I, eventually I kind of dip back in, and I get just a little bit closer than him, and then I come back out, and I have this long oblong, you know, this very uh, long narrow orbit. elliptical orbit. Uh-huh. <laughs> where occasionally oh, I dip in closer than him. Yeah. For me, it's it's a it's more of a constant <laughs> acceleration toward. And that was the thing that I Craig's drew. Is like a violent swing, very very close by. Yeah, and then back oh. out. And, and I, I, do, I there uh, was a time, and I think I probably still have a scan of it somewhere. I've been. Like, it was hanging up in the uh, well, in, I, in the office. I drew it and and hung it, <laughs> and I scanned it. I've got a copy of it somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, I had it on like on my computer or like mm-hmm. taped to the, my to my monitor <laughs> for well, a while. Yeah. Well, for me, my 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 salty confidant friend is named Laura, and she does listen to this show. So, Laura, I'm very, Hi, Laura. very thankful Hello. for very thankful for your friendship and for uh, allowing you, me to be a terrible person. If you, you need somebody to vent to Michael about, we're here. There you go. There you go. <laughs> they will bring and you. Don't they want will, him to know about it. They will bring you on this show and let you vent as much as you want about what a terrible well, person that would be. That would be letting you know about it. So you know, would, either way, that would be fun. Yeah. Chris, you would have to be here. Yeah, when you did that. 
Anyway, I think... Uh, and by the way, Lord, stop spoiling Grey's Anatomy for me. I'm not current on it. Stop telling me what happens the minute after the episode comes on. I'm Wait, sick of that. You talking to Laura? Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. Hey, Laura, yeah. you heard him. Quit Come it. on, knock quit, it off. Quit spoiling the show. The hell. We'll talk about it Saturday when I'm caught up. Wow, people I'm, really do still watch You know that. what, Laura? Mm. I'm, I take that back. I'm not mad at you, Laura. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody knows that's worse. I'm not going. You're not going to be punished, uh, but but I'm very disappointed. Yeah. And of course, Ralphie from Christmas Story taught us: no, no, it's always worse to be punished. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, listeners, wherever you are, uh, feel free to email nerdbergshow at gmail dot com with your best uh, your best petty story, and uh, also a shout out to whoever your one friend is in your life. You can be a terrible person too without judgment. Nerdbergshow at if gmail. Somebody actually, if somebody actually writes that in and tells us their little petty moment, I'll read it. I'll Deal. change names and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and uh, bonus points if it's somebody who doesn't normally email us. So go. like guests of the show and listener Larry and some of the people in, in uh, Question Kevin, people who sometimes email us, you know, at least relatively regularly. Yeah. Sure. Andy. Hey, we <laughs> actually have an email from Andy the, this week, but we don't have time for it. So Are we wrapping or? Um, wrapping we have to do we, we have to do this Kevin question. I was say, we got to do a Kevin okay, question. Let's rock it. Yes. Michael, you were here for... Uh, episode 100. Okay. Cluster Burger. Yeah. You were, you were yeah. our in, in studio guest. And I love Cluster Burger. We expected many other guests, uh, right. regular guests, to Skype in, and I think we got two. Three. Three? I, feel like I coined the phrase Cluster Burger. I, I think that was that yours. Might have been. Um, so, uh, so you're familiar with the, the number 100, having been yes. here for episode 100. Correct. Here we have from Kevin. 99 questions. Oh, so close, Michael. Oh, oh my God. The God, the, oh, the universe. Oh. Just, it's just the stars did not align for you this week. No. I'll be not, back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to sky, uh, dial in on the internet phone. It'll be a whole other cluster burger. <laughs> sure. So what's the question? Kevin asks, how is it that based on and based off means the same thing? Shouldn't they be opposites? Thanks, Kevin. And he doesn't give us an example. He normally, you know, writes a paragraph mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, this one's short. That's why based we're off, it. <laughs> based on. Okay, give me an example of where they mean the same thing. Something is based on something else. Something is based off of something else. Well, based off of my understanding of of Mike, uh, Mike is continually becoming um, a worse and worse person, but will probably never become the worst person in the world. Whereas, based on my interactions with Craig, I can see <laughs> that he acts as a comet treading dangerously close to being a terrible person and then shooting back out of orbit before he comes back in. I'm going to you, venture. That's a good example that you pulled from um, immediately before this. <laughs> from a minute ago. <laughs> conversation. I'm going to venture based on how I know language. Based on. Yes. Based off of how I know language evolves. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to venture. See, you're the word nerd. This is I'm your, going to venture. This is your yeah. territory here. Right. And I'm going to say that I, I think perhaps... Um. One of those was the way to say it. Let's say that it was based on. And at some point over time, enough people said it wrong that it slowly became p- part of the, the common parlance and based like off happens with words. just started to happen. Just like, you know, um, um, uh, what's the thing I'm, I'm looking for? Uh, oh, I can't remember. The, there's a phrase that everybody uses wrong. It, it actually means something else. But because we've agreed that it means this thing. There's um, all kinds of phrases and words like that. But, I'll get yeah. back to it. But yeah. It's, regardless I, and irregardless. Thank you. I think that's it was, good. I think, yeah, it, it, that's, that's my guess. That, you know, one of them was the right way to say it. Enough people said it wrong and just it just became part of the language, even though on and off are diametrically opposed right. prepositions. 
um, you know, in that in that context that, you know, the, the important the operative word in the in the in those two phrases is based, not on or off. Because mm-hmm. right. you're basing something. You're using this thing as your basis. Mm. That's my that's my guess. That's my answer. That's, that's a, what that's, I'm sticking with. Thank that, you for joining us on Wordburger. That's a that's a great answer. And and no, they shouldn't be opposites. <laughs> I mean, yes, they should be opposites. But, you know, you but know, because of what Craig described, they're they're the same. You know, Kevin, just because two things are very different, it does not mean that they can't have common cause and commonality between the two of them. That's all I got. Okay. okay. <laughs> I thought it was suddenly going to get deep, but no, you're just going to... I thought you were gonna, gonna, gonna dangle gonna dangle that out there and okay. You we see can this very do... this very show itself uh, created from the minds of of Craig and Mike, two very different people are able to come together and uh, work together on a project and have commonality between them and build a beautiful friendship from which we all benefit from its creativity. Two very different people coming together with common cause and common purpose and common meaning, I dare say. Amen. Thank you, Kevin. One one <laughs> of us flying up. <laughs> Trying to jump out like like pettiness, and the other one tamping it down, or checks and balances, all that. Sure, yeah. I thought one, that's where you were going to go with that. One, we, one based off and one based on, but truly ch- based together. We check, we check and balance each other a lot. <laughs> Jeez, we enable each other, <laughs> and both of those things exist at the same time. Yeah, we are we are like onions, regardless of many layers. <laughs> And we make people cry. Michael. <laughs> thank you for joining us. Guys, today. thanks for having me back. It's always, yes, thank it's always you. a blast to be here. Mike, where can they find us? They can find us at nerdburgershow.com. Nerdburger Show. At Nerdburger Show on the Twitters and the Facebooks. How many times have I done this? <laughs> email email us your pettiness stories, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. And uh, you can go to Kickstarter to buy Capers Noir, Capers Noir or Capers. It's it's catching. Capers Noir, Capers Noir or Capers or both. Um, you can go to Drive Through RPG to buy the other stuff. You can go to NerdBurgerGames.com to learn about game stuff that I'm working on, and you can go find me uh, as Nerdburger Craig on Patreon if you want to give me two bucks a month and get some stuff. So what you're saying is you want your two dollars? I want my two dollars. He wants his two dollars. Hey, did you know? Funny, funny, uh, interesting thing you mentioned. Christmas story. You know the "I want my two dollars" kid. Uh huh. That's uh, that's that's the sidekick. That's uh, Scott Farkas's little little sidekick. Oh, he grows up to be the two dollars. He's the two dollar. He's the "I want my two dollar" <laughs> newspaper kid. And, wow. Okay. Yeah, I just found that out this year. The Wait. same actor, and Wait. I think those are the only two things he did. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good iconic roles. Like, hey, memorable yeah. in both. Yeah, Grover, Grover something, Grover Dill. Yeah. That was his name. He yeah. uh, he did his two things, and he's like, "That's it, all done." Mic drop. I'm Re- out. Retire on top. <laughs> <laughs> I got two of the best iconic movies from the '80s in my pocket, and I'm um, retiring at the age of twelve. <laughs> walked off the walked off the set, went to college, you know, became yeah. a doctor, or you know, who knows what. <laughs> Yeah, now he's uh now he's a uh he's a dermatologist and he takes care of uh Peter Billingsley. Uh Peter Billingsley's extremely pale skin. Um He's a dermatologist. Grover you, Dill is. Yeah. Because Peter Billingsley is a big shot Hollywood producer. Yeah. Right, but are are you riffing or is that guy a dermatologist now? Maybe he is, maybe he is. Damn it, now I'm gonna have to look it up. Yep. <laughs> www.google.com 
or Ask Jeeves or Yahoo. You can find those. <laughs> On the next episode of Nerd Burger, Mike and Craig uh, get drunk in a Taco Bell parking lot, <laughs> go inside, order a couple of party chalupas, and change people's tires <laughs> all night. <laughs> it's going to be a party. Maybe we'll record an episode while we're there. Please just don't call me while you're doing that. Figured I should uh, wrap things up into Taco Bell a little bit more for this episode. Uh, wrap it up and slap it together like a human centipede. By the way, I love how these like fit together. That's, there, there's a there's a there's a OCD part of me that's just really happy. He's talking about two uh, cases that have playing cards in them. Yeah, they do. Was that, they, was that they a, seat was that a feature other. of them that they seat together well, and you may stack them? Well, it's how they made them. I didn't come up with that. Just, like it was not two, advertised. Two, two plastic such. cases that the bottom seats into the top of another one just fine. Makes me super that happy. sounds a little human centipede. No, that would be like the yes. bottom seats into the top yes, of another one. Yes, but that was that was done <laughs> purposefully and carefully. That didn't just happen by accident. You didn't just slap that together. You're making my point for me. <laughs> I feel like after a few human centipedes, you can pretty much just slap one together pretty quick. Well, you'll autopilot your way through it. <laughs> well, you know. You'll, you'll remember bringing the people in, and you'll remember leading the human centipede out, but you won't remember sewing them together mouth to anus, because you've done it so many times. Once you've made 10,000 human Once centipedes, you, really get you know how to make a human centipede, sewing right? People, sewing people mouth to behind. You really get into the zone there. You do. People really report high job satisfaction when they really get into the zone. (laughs) Slapping people together end to end. I feel like if you are in a, like, at the back of a human centipede, you don't want anybody eating Taco Bell. (laughs) It's the last thing. Yeah, Um, that's probably true. Eat this vanilla paste or cuttlefish. Oh wow! Have you seen the movie Cuckabush or Crab no, Juice? That's, no, that's, that's a South Park reference. <laughs> oh, the and human scent iPad. iPad. Okay. The Japanese guy is Kyle. Should I eat the vanilla paste or the cuttlefish? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I eat the cuttlefish. Vanilla paste. Vanilla paste. Okay. I believe in you, Kyle! <laughs> okay, okay, this is spiraling, spiraling, spiraling. Much like me. Bye, everybody. There's, there's that part of Frankenberger no one's ever going to hear. <laughs> no, this will be on the end of the episode. Oh, it might possibly be at the beginning and the end of the episode, because that's kind of the thing now. Oh, Thanks All for right. listening, audience. Bye.